Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Iran has seized an oil tanker, drastically ratcheting up the tension in the Middle East. And Trump slams the weaponized New York civil fraud trial. He just spoke moments ago. We'll get some audio on the way for you. And Hunter Biden is about to be in court in California. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter. Matt Rich Zioli. Closing arguments in Trump's New York civil fraud trial going on live right now. Of course, this is just one of the many attempts to get him as uh, we are waiting for the Iowa caucus to occur very, very shortly. The New Hampshire primary. Uh, Trump's going to win both. And it's not even a question about that. Well, I mean, look, it's always a question because politics is, you know, it's the art of the possible. But as of right now, it certainly seems like Trump is going to win both. No question about it. And the fact that he's slamming this weaponized New York civil fraud trial is exactly part of the reason why. Because the Democrats and their timing is just exceptional, isn't it? I mean, the way they do this to the guy, the way they go after the guy, it just, every single time, helps him, benefits him in every single way. But, hey, look, you know what? He doesn't need any more help from the government at this point. They've done enough. At this point now, it's just time for him to move on. He did He did mock Chris Christie last night pulling out of the race, which is pretty funny. Uh, we'll grab some audio of that for you. He had his town hall meeting last night, of course. And um, Haley and DeSantis debated. I don't know if you watched it. I, did, I didn't watch it last night. I, didn't, I don't really care. Uh, neither one of them are going to be the nominee. I've told you this for a while now. It's not. I mean, nothing personal against Ron DeSantis. I don't like Nikki Haley. But uh, it's just nothing personal. It's just he's not going to win. So he'll drop out and he'll support Trump and he'll try to redeem himself for 2028. Haley put out a nice comment about Chris Christie yesterday after, of course, you know, live during the show yesterday, Christie dropped out of the race. And right before he went on the air to drop out of the race, he wound up getting caught in a hot mic, trashing Nikki Haley, just showing that he has just the, the absolute worst political timing in the world. Uh, and this was bad because the hot mic moment was what w- was the story yesterday. It wasn't even the dropping out. It was like, yeah, I kind of figured he was going to drop out. But it was the fact that they figured he would drop out 
He would endorse Nikki Haley, get on the Haley train, and then try to take credit if she somehow pulls out a win in New Hampshire. Now, it's not necessarily a a sure bet that he would, in fact, help her win New Hampshire, because it's not a sure bet that she'd win New Hampshire. His polling numbers are terrible. I mean, they we went through some of these these numbers. Well, I mean, Trump's people did his pollster did went through some of the numbers when it came to Chris Christie. And when you look at at, at the way people felt, I mean, he had some very bad, bad numbers in New Hampshire. So it's not it's not exactly like if he got out of the race, it would just turn around and and it would all of a sudden, you know, Nikki Haley is going to benefit from Chris Christie. Chris Christie has a lot of problems. So yesterday, Trump's campaign, there was a memo that was put out by Susie Wiles and Chris LaCivita, and it was the impact of Chris Christie's withdrawal. And what they looked at was latest tracking trends in Iowa. He was not much of a factor. He was going to be embarrassed there. He, he only received 6% of the vote if they showed up, and only 4% thought that he could win. In the two-way Iowa ballot that would factor a Christie withdrawal, President Trump still wins decisively 56% to 40%. All right? In fact, 34% of Christie voters are unfavorable to Nikki Haley. They may not show up at all. So it's not a sure bet that his voters automatically go to Haley. In New Hampshire, though, Chris Christie was definitely more of a factor. But is strongly disliked by the majority of New Hampshire primary voters, 59% unfavorable to only 37% favorable. Christie did receive 16% of the vote, but only 6% of all voters thought that he could win. However, the Chris Christie voters are not the traditional New Hampshire Republican primary voters. Christie voters, because Joe Biden is not on the ballot in a serious New Hampshire Democratic primary, are more likely to be behavioral Democrats or independents, or undeclared, and invading the Republican primary. They would usually vote in a Democratic primary. Christie voters are mainly independents, 63%, and 72% are either liberals or moderates. 76% of Christie voters did not vote in the 2020 New Hampshire presidential primary. Christie's withdrawal to attract his voters will only pull Nikki Haley further to the left for this reason. In the two-way New Hampshire ballot that would factor a Christie withdrawal, President Trump would still beat Nikki Haley 52 to 44 percent. Furthermore, Chris Christie has very serious negatives and should be a liability to Nikki Haley. These voters clearly remember Chris Christie's embrace of Barack Obama that caused Mitt Romney's loss and more recent mean-spirited attacks on Donald Trump that can only help Joe Biden. In New Hampshire, Christie has seriously very high and favorable ratings among critical voter segments. No one seems to like Chris Christie except that small group of Chris Christie voters. His high negative ratings make him unelectable in New Hampshire, maybe as disliked as he is in Fort Lee, New Jersey, they say. Christie's support for Haley will be a major liability with the vast majority of New Hampshire Republican primary voters. His unfavorable among Trump voters is 91%. No shock there. He spent the entire time attacking the former president. His unfavorable ratings among DeSantis voters, 77%. Among Ramaswamy voters, 90%. Undecided voters, 80%. 32% of Haley voters have an unfavorable view of Chris Christie. Now, the thing about this that is really telling here is that 41% of Christie voters are unfavorable to Haley. 
And now the question is, will they even vote? Will they even bother? Now, they still may if they if they even if they dislike Nikki Haley, they still may hate Trump more. And so they may decide to vote for her if it seems like she has a chance of stopping Trump in New Hampshire. But he's also radioactive. And the problem is outside of New Hampshire, he's got nothing. He's got nothing to offer. And that's the other point. By the way, some breaking news. Harvard students are going to sue the university over the failure to address severe and pervasive anti-Semitic harassment on their campus. Of course, this is going on college campuses, you know, all over the country right now. But Harvard in the spotlight of all of this, of course. Oh, and Johns Hopkins has put out a list of all the things that would make you a, a privileged person, including basically just being anything that's not a black gay woman. Basically, if you're not a black gay woman, you're basically a person of privilege. So I'll, I'll get into that with you as well as the show goes on. And the other uh, big fact about Christie's withdrawal that I think a lot of the kind of the media is missing here is that at this point, if he comes out and endorses Nikki Haley, it's going to be combined with that clip of him saying Nikki Haley is going to get smoked and she's not ready for this. And she's going to get crushed, whatever he said, and she's not ready for this. The, the, the two go in tandem now. You know, you can't separate them anymore. It's like a beautiful duet. And that duet is going to play, if he comes out and endorses Haley, for sure. They're going to play the endorsement, and then they're going to play, but this is what he said in the hot mic. Always back and forth. And it, it, if, if she pulls him on the stage with him, it's just going to look bad. You know, it's going to look, I don't know, it's going to look sleazy. It's going to look like disingenuous. It's going to look as if she is just trying to take anything she can get. It's going to look desperate, I think. In other words, there's nothing good that comes from this. She tweeted out yesterday, Chris Christie has been a friend for many years. I commend him on a hard-fought campaign. Voters have a clear choice in this election, the chaos and drama of the past or a new generation of conservative leadership. I will fight to earn every vote so together we can build a strong and proud America. And uh, as our friend Tony Bruno said, I guess you missed the part where he said, you're going to get smoked, Nikki. And that's the problem. Because an endorsement of Nikki Haley will still go side by side with that part of him saying that she's going to get smoked. You just can't separate the two. You just cannot. And the thing about it is that uh, somebody had a great comment yesterday. You know, it said you can take the U.N. ambassador out of Nikki Haley, but you can't take the U.N. out of Nikki Haley. I mean, you can you can. Get the get her out of being the ambassador, but you can't take out of the U.N. global viewpoint that she has. It was a line that DeSantis said yesterday. And I thought it was a good line because let's face it. Nikki Haley is a globalist, which is why they like her. I mean, it's why they're propping her up. It's why the establishment is behind her. And they are clearly behind her. I mean, they are full on behind Nikki Haley at this point. And I think that uh, when she loses New Hampshire, because I don't think she's going to pull out a win there. And when Trump wins decisively in Iowa, it'll be out of the race for DeSantis, a two-man show with Nikki Haley, but Trump's still going. He's still going to win the primary. I mean, that's that's just the reality right now. It's it 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 is where things are headed, and he seems very confident. He seems very calm and relaxed. I thought his town hall meeting last night, he seemed like he was on top of the world, not really worried about this, but he should be, and the reason why he should be is that. The establishment of the Republican Party and the Democrat Party is not going to stop trying to take him out. 
They will not stop. They, that is their job numero uno. Since we're about to have more immigrants, illegal immigrants in this country than the size of Pennsylvania, uh, I want to just make that point very clear. In Espanol, numero uno, their job is going to be to stop Donald Trump. Any means necessary. If they can't lock him up, if they can't send him to prison, then it's going to be to get her to be the nominee. And Democrats will flood the zone. I mean, this will be Operation Chaos all over again. And Operation Chaos is what Rush talked about years ago, trying to have Republicans vote as Democrats to flood the zone. Well, Democrats are going to do that. They're already doing that in New Hampshire. I mean, we know that. We know that the governor there is organizing people in tandem with the Democrat Party to get people to go. And since New Hampshire has an open primary, to go vote for Haley. So we know that's happening. And that is the big story of the day today, brought to you by our friend, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Make your appointment today for that beautiful smile that you deserve, VenariaDental.com. And this is the thing, you know, as, as you look at all these, um, these, these upcoming contests, this could all be over by Iowa. I was talking to somebody the other day about the Pennsylvania primary, which is in April. We, we may not have a, a, an actual primary in the state at all. I mean, Dave McCormick's got everything locked down for the U.S. Senate. He's good to go. He's got all the county chairs. He's got conservative support. He's got moderate support. He's, he's good. He's, he's going to be the nominee. That's not even a question. McCormick's got it in the bag. There's not even, I don't think anybody's even running against him. I mean, he's got everybody's backing from, from, um, from the people that are the most conservative members of Congress to people like Brian Fitzpatrick. We've got Scott Perry and Brian Fitzpatrick both backing McCormick. So he's he's a lock for that. He's he's good. Uh, the question is, will Pennsylvania have a bitter primary fight? I don't know how Nikki Haley plays in PA. I don't know if Nikki Haley makes it to April. In other words, if Trump runs the table in the early contests, that may just be the end of it. Because Nikki Haley will be the Republican establishment choice, and this may drag on. But it may drag on in a way that's simply because she has money. Not delegates. Money. Remember, you can stay in this race as long as you want. There's there's no limit to how much money you can waste. You can stay in this thing all the way up to the convention if you want. You can you can try to have a convention for a floor fight if you want. You can do that. But the Iowa caucus is four days away. Trump's going to crush that. He's going to win New Hampshire. She's not going to beat him in New Hampshire. Now, maybe she had a chance to if Christie hadn't blown it last night with the hot mic moment. But that hot mic moment is... It's basically him telling his supporters, don't waste your time. She's going to get smoked. What's the point? Now, what's the point? As opposed to going out there and telling his supporters, look, I want to stop Trump. You want to stop Trump. The only way to do that is not with DeSantis because he's just like Trump and he'll help Trump. And it's with Nikki Haley. So get behind Nikki Haley. But he can't now say that since he said on a hot mic, she's going to get smoked. She's not up to this. So even if he says that, his supporters are going to think, well, I don't I mean, she's going to get smoked. What's the point? So they may just stay home. Trump will win New Hampshire. Trump will win Iowa. And then it's very possible that she stays in the race with some idea because they will. They, she will stay in the race. Mark my words about this. DeSantis will not. He's smart. He knows that he needs to get out after Iowa, save his face with MAGA back Trump, help Trump, and try to position himself for 2028. Trump wins. DeSantis can be part of that and be on the the, the inner circle to some degree 
and then hope to position himself for 2028 with Trump's core voters. If Trump loses in 2024, DeSantis then can position himself as the front runner for 2028. Now, obviously, it's a billion years from now and a million things can change. So I'm just telling you what the strategy will be. Not that it's actually going to work out that way. Cannot predict what's going to be in four years, obviously. But that's what his that's what he'll try to do. Haley, however, will stay in. No matter what, she stays into the bitter end because she'll have the money behind her. And the reason why she'll have the money behind her is the establishment is going to sit there thinking, hey, look, Trump could go to jail. Trump could be disqualified from running. A million things that the establishment will think. And as long as the checks keep coming in, she doesn't have to leave the race. They're thinking maybe, hey, maybe we get it to the convention. Maybe Trump is uh, there's a guilty plea, guilty verdict. And delegates there turn around and say, I got to throw my support to the only other candidate in the race, Nikki Haley. So the establishment will not let it go. But as far as it being an actual primary fight, I don't know if it's really going to be one. Even if it's just a two person race, I don't really think it's going to be one just based on these poll numbers. But certainly don't tell that to the GOP establishment or the Democrat establishment. Remember, I told you yesterday too, the Democrat establishment would be more than happy to have Nikki Haley there. They'd be fine with it. She gives them all the trade deals that they want. She gives them the war in Ukraine. They're good. They're happy. They're fine. China's happy. Everybody's happy. China will be so happy. And all these big corporations that do business in China, they'll be happy too. So they'll be fine with her. They're not going to sweat it. They won't care. But in terms of Republican primary voters, I do not see this being a two-person fight in the conventional way of, wow, look at this is coming down to the wire in places like Pennsylvania. Even if there's even if she stays in the race, I don't see it playing out that way. I just think Trump's lead is too commanding at this point. But that does not change the fact that she will stay in the race. She'll stay in the race, hoping that something changes. The establishment will keep her in the race, hoping something changes, hoping some externality happens regarding perhaps the trial and a conviction, et cetera, et cetera. With that said, this is what Donald Trump said outside the courthouse in New York just a short time ago. As they were wrapping up their closing arguments and uh, take a listen. President Trump, everybody. Thank you very much. Yeah, we've gone through years with uh, this person. Uh, she's a political hack, the attorney general. Uh, the judge is obviously extremely friendly with the group. And we'll see uh, what happens. I think maybe he uh, may surprise people. On a positive side, we'll have to see what happens exactly. But uh, we've proven this case so conclusively. Uh, we've asked for directed verdict many times. Uh, they don't have any facts. They don't have any evidence against us. Millions and millions of pages, years of litigation, and all politically motivated. She campaigned on a I will get Trump. If you've ever seen any of the uh, seen any of her clips, they're horrible clips. Actually, the anger she's got. Serious Trump derangement syndrome. There's no question about Letitia James, the corrupt attorney general of New York. So we've proven our case. There's not one witness against us other than one person who is a a deranged. He's got a lot of problems. He's a man who's uh, been convicted of lying. He's a felon, convicted felon and uh, not a good person. But that's their only witness. And he's now crashed and burned. They have no witnesses. And by the way, that witness took back everything that he said. He took back everything he said in court, took it all back. So they have no case. It's a shame that a thing like this is able to happen. 
businesses leave New York. Uh, she went after Exxon and they decided to move to Texas. And uh, hundreds of millions of dollars they pay in taxes. I paid over $300 million of taxes over the last number of years. $300 million. And uh, they don't recognize that. They don't recognize anything. So, not think of it, not one witness, millions of pages of document, years of this nonsense, and now it goes on. And one other factor, we won this case already in the Court of Appeals. The Court of Appeals voted in favor of us. But this judge has been very, very slow to accept that opinion because that's not the opinion that he wants. But we won in the Court of Appeals. That's the boss of this judge who has to know that. And it was a conclusive victory, statute of limitations and other things. And that case has already been won. So uh, that's the story. And I thought we'd come down to 40 Wall Street, which is a great building. And you'd get a chance to see one of the nicest buildings in New York and a convenient place. And I don't have to pay any rent because we have it. And it's been a very successful building. But it's a shame to have to have gone through this for years and years and years. And now we'll see if we're going to get an honest verdict. We didn't have a jury. We had no rights to a jury. It's a statute that's never been used before for a purpose like this. I just watched a certain broadcast and they said, you know, they've been looking, has it ever been used before? This is a statute that's a consumer fraud statute, never been used for anything like this before. And it's a shame. It's, uh, it's really a, uh, it's a witch hunt in the truest sense of the word. It's election interference. And uh, it just came out, I, this was just, right now, Letitia James visited Joe Biden in the White House numerous times during the Trump witch hunt. And this just came out about 10 minutes ago, I got it. And so it's all, it's all a conspiracy to try and get Biden, who can't put two sentences together, trying to get him into office. So I just want to let you know that uh, we have our best poll numbers, we have the best everything, despite this, and maybe because of this, because the people of the United States, all of those people back there, but the people of the United States really get it. They get it better than anybody else. Yeah, please. Yeah, um, we have some of the questions as well. All right, when we come back, I'll, I'll share with you some of the questions that uh, the former president got outside the courthouse today. I'll give you some of the audio from his town hall last night, the debate between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Where all this goes from here, your reaction. 855-839-1210 and on Twitter at Rich Zioli. So, yes, I am telling you, I think it's very, very obvious that um, New Hampshire and I were both going to go Trump's way. I have to tell you as well, you know, I'm reading the book The Year of the Locust by Terry Hayes, and I love it. And I'm at a point right now where they're trying to figure out how to penetrate Iranian airspace. And talk about a timely book, right? The Year of the Locust. It was just announced today that Iran has seized an oil tanker linked to the crisis between the U.S. and Tehran. The U.S. has been fending off Iran-backed terrorists in the region for weeks. So this book, The Year of the Locust, could not come out at a more timely time. And Terry Hayes and I are going to be together on February 7th for our book event. And it's going to be great. I mean, this whole book about this CIA operative who goes deep, deep into Iran to try to stop a plot by this radical Islamic group called the Army of the Pure, who has the backing of the Iranian government, I mean, this could not be more timely, this book. So you're going to love it. And if you have not read his book, I Am Pilgrim, I highly recommend you do that, too. That's still, to this day, one of my top three favorite books I've ever read in my life. So Terry Hayes is fantastic. And we're going to have a great night together, February 7th. So get your tickets by going to 1210WPHD.com today before the event sells out.
It'll be on February 7th, and I'll see you there. Coming right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. We are awaiting the um, Hunter Biden arraignment. Former President Donald Trump wrapping up in court today in New York. And uh, the Iowa caucus in four days. This is everything that's going on, uh, nationally anyway. Locally, of course, there's a lot of stories as well. Larry Krasner suing over the fact that they took away some of his powers, quote-unquote powers, uh, the story of this guy who's got a squatter in his house in Philadelphia is just outrageous. And we're going to try to get him on the show as well. And I think that, too, when you, you, know, when you look at the, uh, the efforts by the establishment of the Republican and Democrat parties to control the process, no doubt about it, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, Johnny Cook on Twitter saying, you know, I think you may forget that the Iowa caucus are totally rigged by both parties. Remember the GOP in 2012? And Bernie and the Democrats in 16 or 20, whichever year that was. Yeah, totally true. Yes, but Trump's lead in Iowa at this point, it's just, it's just too strong. You, the real clear politics average of polling right now, and this is what I mean. Now, I look at data. I look at all this stuff. I try to use uh, the best of my ability to analyze the elections. But in Iowa, Trump is up 32 points. I mean, that's a big lead. In the, and, and, and that's one poll. Another poll has him up 41 points. New Hampshire, he's up 16. So, you know, I mean, and, and nationally, he's up 45, I'm 55%. I mean, so you look at all these things and you turn around and you go, all right, well, I mean, it's just, it, the lead is so substantial. And since there's no guarantee that Nikki Haley necessarily gets a lot of Chris Christie voters, but the only thing in Iowa, and this is the reason why I'm very, very leery about Iowa, is that the Democrats are voting. I'm sorry, New Hampshire, not Iowa. I'm very leery about New Hampshire because the Democrats are voting in New Hampshire. We know this. I played you the clip the other day of an Iowa, of a New Hampshire voter who said, hey, look, I'm a Democrat, but I, you know, Biden's not running, so I might as well vote for the Republicans, so I'm voting for Nikki Haley. And that that is underway, no, no doubt about that. But the Iowa caucus is a different animal, and, and Trump's lead there is, I mean, 32 points. Christie only, his point, his, Christie was statistically negligible i mean he was within the margin of error in iowa so he was irrelevant he only had support literally in new hampshire and that was it so it was new hampshire and that's all it was yeah here thank you matt here's that new hampshire voter from the other day we played this for you but this is very telling and look maybe this is a woman who's just organically just doing this on her own sure but my spidey sense tells me that perhaps me think if she might be organized by some larger entity that's pushing all this. Take a listen. One of those frustrated voters is Thalia Flores, who you heard from at the start of the episode. After years of voting with the Democrats, this year, Thalia says she's switching things up. I decided several months ago that I thought, you know what, if my vote as a Democrat isn't really going to change things, then I'm going to vote 
in the Republican primary and at least try to get a candidate that I can respect and that I can live with as opposed to Donald Trump. Fascinatingly, after going to all the Republican candidates' town halls and meeting all of them, I actually came to like Nikki Haley and Chris Christie. Now, I don't agree with them on every policy. You see what I mean? You see what I mean? You see what I mean? Now, possibly it's all just this voter's just organic. That's all it is. But I don't know. I'm guessing there's something more organized that's going on right now. You know what I mean? Well, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Donald Trump took some questions today outside the courthouse. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, what are you saying right now? You texted me. You said the Democrat Iowa caucus is really weird. You can start voting Monday when the Republicans hold their caucus, but they aren't they aren't counting anything until March. <laughs> yeah, March 5th, technically. So you'll cast your ballot. Um, their whole caucus system is strange now. So they've basically done away with the caucus because uh, Biden and the DNC has insisted that South Carolina has to be the first state to cast their votes. Um, so I was basically just holding a primary at this point for Democrats. They're holding a caucus, but it, ba- it counts for nothing. Your actual vote won't be tallied until March 5th, even though you can start voting um, January 15th, I believe, is the uh, Republican caucus date. I don't understand. That makes no sense, though. No, it's unbelievably stupid. All right. Well, I guess that, that changes timing things for Ron DeSantis, then. Well, but we'll, we'll kind of well, know well, how Ron, things are. No, no, right? that's just for the Democrats. For oh, the Republicans, for the Democrats. Yeah, oh, the Republicans Democrats. are holding a traditional caucus. Oh, okay, so, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, okay. Yeah. Oh, the Democrat caucus. They've okay. just screwed up their primary entirely. Well, that was for James Clyburn. That was all done for James Clyburn against South Carolina. As a thank you for 2020? Correct. That was entirely what that was. And a giant F you to New Hampshire by Joe Biden, who didn't even bother going on the ballot, so... <laughs> Which is why all these Democrats are now free to vote for Nikki Haley. Uh, here is uh, Donald Trump outside the courthouse today. He was taking some questions after he slammed the uh, the witch hunt, which it is. It's a total witch hunt. Look, you know, the bottom line about this, nobody was harmed here. This is the crazy thing about this whole case in New York. The Constitution of the United States of America is pretty clear. If the government's going to come after you and take away your life, your liberty, your property, they have to have due process, right? Now, this is a, quote-unquote, civil trial, so it's up to the attorney general if there's going to be a jury or not. They said no jury. But the, the penalty here that they're asking for is $370 million. Now, I think the point of a civil trial would be, you know, I sue a comp- two companies sue each other in court civilly over a matter. I sue somebody in court. You know, I'll sue everybody. I sue, like jerky boys. I'll sue, sue everybody. I sue somebody in court, whatever. I sue a company that I think screwed me over. Whatever. That's a civil trial. When the government comes after you, and not on behalf of somebody who was actually in, defrauded, because there's no victim in this case. There's not a bank or insurance company or anybody else who says we were defrauded. The state of New York is arguing that these entities were defrauded. The entities have never said they were defrauded. And New York is asking for such a big number that I think it's ridiculous you don't have a jury trial. I think it goes completely, it's antithetical to the spirit of the Sixth Amendment to the Constitution, which says you should have a jury trial. But that's, you know, obviously not how they're going to do things here in this case in New York. It's it's, it's all going to be up to the judge. Uh, Here's Trump taking some questions today. 
Yeah, Bob. President Trump, we're just days away from the Iowa caucuses. What percentage of your time these days is spent on your campaign? And what percentage is spent on your legal issues? Well, see, my legal issues, every one of them, everyone, civil and the criminal ones, are all set up by Joe Biden, crooked Joe Biden. This is something that's never happened in this country. Even when you look at this, this is all about Biden and her meeting. So even the civil ones, this is civil, they're set up by Biden. Uh, every single just about case that I'm involved in is set up by Biden. They're doing it for election interference. And in a way, I guess you'd consider it part of the campaign, because if you really look at it, they are doing this. It's never been done like this in this country. It's like we're a third world country, a banana republic. But every one of the things that you write about are Biden indictments. And uh, I don't know, you know, I just when got a poll. We just had a poll. It just came out and we're leading massively in Iowa. We're leading very big in New Hampshire. We're leading because the people understand this stuff. These are all set up every time somebody sees me in court. Remember, Joe Biden and his thugs that surround him did it. They're trying to get a man in office that can't put two sentences together, and they're doing that. But so far, we seem to do very well. Yeah, look, it's not uh, not hurting him in any, way, in, in any way, shape, or harm. Is that are there more questions after that? All right, here's another question. This this question, if I believe, um, sorry, I'm just getting a text here from somebody. Uh, interesting John Fetterman clip that just got posted a few moments ago. John Fetter person. Well, I'm convinced now his body double is just taken over for him at this point. We'll get to that in a second. Um, I think this question is, they were asked about, do you want to go to all the trials, I believe? Is this is the question? Yeah. All right. Take a listen. Have you made a decision about whether you're going to show up for the federal trials? You've showed up here in New York for your civil fraud trial. You've, you're, you've just said you're going to show up for the E.G. Carroll case. Are you planning to show up in court yeah. When they begin, whenever they begin. Sure. The, the sure. documents case. I, I would do that. Well, the documents case, I just hear where they want to try and exonerate Biden, and he didn't have the Presidential Records Act, and I do. What I did, nothing wrong. What he did, a lot of people say substantially wrong. Uh, you can't have two tiers of justice in this country. But no, I want to go to all of my trials. These are all, again, these are all set up by Biden and the Democrats. This is, they are, this is their new form of cheating. This is, like last time, this is their new form of cheating. So far, I think it's gone very much against them. Yeah. This is their new form of cheating. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Again, I, you know, I, I am not, I know that, like, the DeSantis people get mad at me because they, because I'm, I make my political predictions, but this is not anything personal against DeSantis. I like DeSantis. I do. I like him a lot. I told you when he spoke of the, not Matt DeSantis, I can't stand him. Ron DeSantis, I mean, I want to be very clear on this point. Thanks for clarifying. No, it's the least I can do. The other DeSanctimonious, not Matt DeSanctimonious, my executive producer, Ron DeSanctimonious. I like the guy. I think he's great. I really do. I think he's very talented, and I think he's going to be a tremendous candidate in 2028. I have not been on the train destroying him. I haven't, I haven't said really a negative, I don't think I've said a single negative word about him, actually, this entire campaign. All I've done is just point out that he's not going to beat Trump. And it's not. And listen, the Pennsylvania primary, I'm not a national host. I should be. This show should be national, nationally syndicated, obviously. And you can listen anywhere you are. So you can listen on the Odyssey app. And we have wonderful listeners all over the country. Walla Walla, Washington, Ohio, 
our Ohio Auxiliary Army girls out there, Susie and MJ, and others, Florida, Texas, Nashville. But I'm just saying the, the point is that I'm not, a, I'm not a nationally syndicated host. I should be, but I'm not. So Pennsylvania doesn't have a primary until April. And I, and I said to you, I said, if, if this is a contest by April, then maybe at that point I'll make an endorsement. Maybe at that point I'll come out and say, but it said, I'm not going to do that and further add division. I don't broadcast in, oh, in Iowa. I don't broadcast in New Hampshire. There are listeners up there. Because we have listeners literally everywhere, including Ethiopia, by the way. Huge in Ethiopia. <laughs> we have one listener in Ethiopia. Well, that's all we need is one to be on the map. <laughs> and if that person has a meter, uh, I don't know if he's in the Nielsen part of all things. I can hear Greg right now texting, stop talking about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, the point is that uh, I said months ago when DeSantis got in the race, uh, I'm not going to, this has got a long way to go here. We'll see if he's even in the race after New Hampshire and Iowa. And I don't think he's going to be. But that's it. I think he's a very talented guy. I think he's the best governor in the country, at least one of the top best. You know, him and Christy Noem, a couple others. Greg Abbott's terrific, but he's great. And he's got a lot to offer for 2028. But he needs to get out of the race after New Hampshire and Iowa and back Trump to save himself for 2028. That's the reality here. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's the political reality of the situation. And I, I say these things not because of, of, of any animus towards the man. When he spoke at the Union League back in January, I thought he did great. And I said he's incredibly talented. But he's never been able to catch up the Trump in any way, shape, or form. And that's why the Republican establishment dumped the guy. And now they're all behind Nikki Haley. So... You know, I mean, that's that's where we are with all this. And I'll get into some of the audio with you between Haley and DeSantis, but it's an irrelevant debate. I mean, last night was irrelevant, these two battling each other, because neither one of them is going to be the nominee. I, I know that, you know, Nikki Haley will stay in the race. And like I said, they're going to do everything they possibly can to get her to be the nominee, hoping that some externality will happen to Trump that will take him out. But I still do not foresee that happening. The way that I see it. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Listen, Dr. Mike Venari is a great guy, great friend of the show, the master of dental implants. Would love to see you and give you the smile that you deserve, the smile of your dream. So what are you waiting for? Reach out to Dr. Mike today. Just go to VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. I had my cleaning with Dr. Mike yesterday. Did a fabulous job as he always does. His team is terrific. They're great people there. And the thing about it, of course, is uh, you have a choice. You know, when it comes to your dental care, you have a choice. And he has two offices to serve you, Cinnaminson and Woodbury, right over the bridge. But you owe it to yourself to give you a beautiful smile. You owe it to yourself. Nothing makes a statement like your smile, truly. You enter a room, you smile, the world sees it, they, li- they smile with you, and it's, it's, it's great. So if you've been putting off a complicated dental procedure, if you've been worried about the cost or if you've had an, a, an estimate, get a second opinion with my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria. Okay, do it today. Just go to VenariaDental.com. It's V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. Remember, he's my dentist. He's my friend, and he is the master of dental implants, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. I am so sorry, Pat Carr.
But thank you for calling me out because I deserve it. I deserve it. And I got to give you extra credit, too, because you use one of my favorite words. Pat Carr said, so Ethiopia gets a shout out and North Carolina gets Stugats. It's actually Ungats. Stugats would be if somebody's stupid. I think a person's acting Stugats, you know, but um, Ungats. Isn't that Tony Soprano's boat's name, too? The Stugats, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, which was for sale recently, as a matter of fact. I don't know if somebody bought it. Yeah, I don't know if somebody bought it, though. That'd be a nice, nice little knickknack to have. Listen, you work in radio. Don't be buying boats, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't even buy a rowboat. Yeah. Don't, Don't buy even like a rubber ducky at this point. Trust me. Save your money. Like I wouldn't buy, I wouldn't buy like a, my kid a toy little boat, dinghy. Like Reagan wouldn't even get a little boat for her bathtub. Be like, nope. <laughs> Sorry, you get ungats, ungats. Pat Carr, you met a god, ungats. Hang on, let's see here. Don't we have a whole Sopranos page? We do, yeah. right? Yeah, there is. Uh, hold on. Hang on, I got a whole page here. Godfather, oh Olivia Soprano. What, you just have you just have drops of Olivia Soprano? Uh, a lot of these were of uh, Jim Kelly's doing. Oh, Jim Kelly. Yeah, so all these movie ones are all him, or movie and show. Well, we have a lot of, but we don't have Tony Soprano, just his mother? I know there's a couple Tony ones in here somewhere. Okay, which one? We just washed the hair. No, that's not. That's that's different Tony. <laughs> uh, you got to stop with this black poison cloud all the time, because I can't take it anymore. Uh, that's Tony Soprano. That's good. Yeah. Talking to his mother. That's true. That's good. This is good. Actually, this is really, we got some good stuff here. I don't, you know, I don't spend enough time going through this. Let's see here now. There's a lot. There's some Star Wars here. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. Mm, no, this is one of my favorite lines ever. Ready? I say this to my friend Eric Ford all the time because he looks like Goldfinger. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Yes, it's true. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. What am I doing here? I'm just kind of clicking buttons. Listen, Sherlock, while you were tucked away up here working on your ethics, I was out there busting my hump in the real world. There you go. Thornton Mellon. I like that. We used to do a thing on this program years ago called um, Back to School. Zioli takes you back to school. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? No. It was a morning show. Not that you guys were up listening. Not that I was up listening. (laughs) Uh, But we used to do this whole thing where it was, I would would do like an education thing. Like I I would educate yeah, like a thing, like about the Constitution or something. So the program director at the time, pre-Greg Stocker, of course, said, you know, since it's a morning show, we need something. We need something FM wacky. You know, so we made up this little thing. It was, and so I decided to take the, the song from Back to School and turn it into that. Where the hell, where is that, though? I'm trying to find that. See, I'm surprised the morning show hasn't sold that, too, my intellectual property. It might be on their page. <laughs> Technically, everything that comes out of my mouth is owned by Odyssey, but... Oh, here it is. Ready? It was this. This was it. This was it. And now, it's time to go back to school with Rich Zioli. See that? And then I would, I would tell you about, I would bring it, like, I'd, I'd talk about, like, wh- why we have the impeachment clause or something. Why is it so loud? Thank you, Henry. It was very loud, right? <laughs> and long. Are you talking under this the whole time? I, I forget, actually, if I talked under it. No, I don't think so, because I couldn't explain the impeachment clause in 33 seconds. And that's the entire length of the clip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of the, what, what is this now? The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 <laughs> WPHT. Include an interview or something? Oh, I could just play that? Yeah. Um, 
Do you remember when I owned this? This is what Plus I used to have. Yeah. Remember this? Yeah. The Kutchie! Yeah, remember that? Yeah. It says Zioli on there, but it's not Zioli anymore, obviously. Uh, this is still my favorite here. Now, today's social media winner on The Rich Zioli Show. We never actually ever used that. No, we definitely never used no, that. No, we had it We had it done in production. We Instead, we did Henry, who won social media. Yeah, that's on there. Where is that? Can you find that for me? Yeah, hold on. Um, the best was the... Uh, who won social media. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the one. That's pretty good. I like that. I like this mystery movie clip, too. Uh, do we still have that one? We don't have any prizes, that's, though. That's, that's the only yeah, problem. That's not a, a hotkey, either. Of course, this is one of my favorite hotkeys. I'll tell you what. I'm skimming through these photos. These are pretty good-looking camels. Can I just say that was AI? Just to distance myself from it. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> or my favorite is John Cena apologizing to China. <laughs> forgot about that one. <laughs> forgot about that too. I don't know why. I've, I've, it's all of a sudden now I'm, I've just gone down this rabbit hole of looking through these uh, clips. All right. Uh, when is John Yu coming on the show? 4.30. Last 4.30. I heard from. All right. The constitutional lawyer and uh, former advisor to a president. John Yu will be on the show. We'll talk about executive power. we got a lot to go. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Our big four o'clock hour. I'll break down what happened last night. Hunter Biden is soon to be in court on tax charges. And the question remains, what will Chris Christie dropping out of the race do, if anything, to help Nikki Haley? Straight ahead. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 